Going to switch gears, talk some college football right now, as the Buckeyes have had one of the best off-seasons in quite some time as far as recruiting class, transfer portal, coaching moves, NIL money being spent, and all that. Who better to break it all down with than from LettermanRoad.com, the legendary Buckeye beat reporter, Tim May. How are you, Tim? I'm in the middle of nowhere here. We're we're on an interstate 40 headed back to uh, Las Vegas from the Grand Canyon, me and a buddy of mine. Nice. Look at you. Enjoy the, the time off and go sightseeing like that. Well, we want to pick your brain uh, about the Buckeyes offseason to this point, Tim May. And uh, the most recent move was Bill O'Brien taking the job as OC, then stepping down to take the head coaching job at BC. And now you've got Chip Kelly stepping in as their new offensive coordinator. Just your thoughts on how all this unfolded and did the Buckeyes maybe benefit when this uh you know it comes to fruition the way it did yeah i don't think they were hurt let's put it that way these are two guys a little bit different approach to offense and bill o'brien and uh and chip kelly but uh you know in he ended up linking chip kelly with his former student uh ryan day you know you know all the background there he was the offensive coordinator at new hampshire when ryan day was a starting quarterback way back in the uh late 90s uh, early 2000s, but uh, yeah, I mean, Chip Kelly's one of those guys that looks at the game and looks at how he can do things a little bit different than everybody else. Uh, but the bottom line is they're they're still running Ohio State's offense, but they, he'll he'll definitely add some uh, new notes to the uh, to the song, so to speak. But yeah, in 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 short, Road Warrior, it has been a crazy. It was a crazy January, and it just followed through right all right on into february and of course spring football starts what around the first week of march march 5th and, and we'll see if everybody's on the same page by then you know what i'm saying tim are you surprised nick saban retired no uh he's like what 72 years mm-hmm. old i'm 69 i see where he's, i see where he's coming from uh, from the standpoint of uh I never expected him to coach till he's 80, like Joe, you know, Joe Paterno mm-hmm. and some guys did. And uh, just like Jim Trussell, I talked about that a long time ago. Once you feel like, once you feel like you can't give it 100, percent and these guys are 100 percent dudes, uh, then you you feel like you're not only cheating yourself, you're cheating those around you. And that's what basically the explanation, in so many words, that he gave is that uh, uh, he never didn't. Didn't feel like when he was getting up in the morning, maybe okay. every bit of him was excited and eager to get to work. And that's when you know it's time to step aside. So uh, I'm not surprised by that. I think a lot of people were. I, I expected to come sooner or later. Uh, I thought after that last play against Michigan, you know, he might hang on another year and take another shot at it. But mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you has got to step back and go, you know, seven national champions, six at one place. One of the reasons I ask that question is because Chip Kelly goes from being a head coach at UCLA to being an offensive coordinator, and we're thinking that maybe some of the reasoning behind that is the fact that you don't want to have to deal with this NIL and transfer portal stuff. Well, this all started because of that very reason. Jeff Affley uh, left Boston College, and and, uh, just paraphrasing here, you know, they didn't have the wherewithal NIL-wise to compete, and the – NIL with the transfer portal now, you've got to be a player in it. Definitely got to be a player in it. And if you're not, 
you're treading water for the most part. And uh, so he leaves and becomes the defensive coordinator for what? The Minnesota Vikings, which opens it up for Bill O'Brien. <clears throat> Excuse me, for the Packers. Mm-hmm. Opens it up for Bill O'Brien. And uh, Bill O'Brien came pretty close to taking, uh, having that job a few years ago. He takes it. He's from the Boston area. Uh, so, no, I mean, uh, serendipity is an interesting force in nature, but certainly certainly saw it in play here, and you end up with Chip Kelly reuniting with uh, Ryan Day. It's very interesting. Uh, but Chip Kelly's leaving UCLA for the same reason. UCLA, their cross-town rival, USC, is so far, so much farther along in the, in the NIL realm, et cetera, that you're kind of spinning your wheels. And okay. so he wanted another chance. You know, you saw it. He interviewed for a couple of NFL offensive coordinator jobs, and uh, there was a there was a uh, talk late in the season that the UCLA was going to move on from him anyway. Martin Germain, former uh, assistant uh, assistant athletic director at Ohio State, is running the show out there at uh, UCLA. But then they beat USC at the end of the year and win their bowl game. Everybody thinks he's sticking around, but he did not. Happy to have with us legendary Buckeyes beat reporter Tim May from LettermanRoad.com. Follow him on Twitter at Tim underscore May Sports. And, Tim, the coaching news is big for the Buckeyes getting Chip Kelly as their OC. And the reason that that was important is Ryan Day decided to give up his offensive play calling duties. Why do you think he decided it was time to do that? He toyed with the idea this time a year ago. If you remember, we even talked about it on your show that he was yeah. going to probably possibly step away, but he didn't give you a hard and fast answer on that. He made Brian Hartline the offensive coordinator. You know, I think you realized early on, you know, Brian's only been a coach for, what, six years, uh, something like that. And maybe it was too much too quick for Brian Hartline to, to totally handle. He, had, you know, had a kind of had an interesting staff there, uh, you know, with the people with experience, but maybe uh, – you know, looking forward kind of situation. He just felt like the best thing to do was for him to keep coming play. But uh, he had an epiphany during the season that that was the thing to do. And I, I keep reminding people, man, we're sitting at a press conference, the last press conference the day before the Cotton Bowl, and Eli Drinkwitz, the Missouri head coach, somebody asked him about giving giving up play calling uh, stuff and pretty much running the offense middle of the year. And he, he just came suddenly – to the uh, realization that to be the head coach he wants to be, to be the head coach he wants to be, it meant because there's we lose him tunnel in the Grand Canyon. No, you went, under, that went or, through a tunnel again, or, or one, uh, oh, under one of those rocks. There he is. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. We're driving through the mountains of uh, of uh, western northern Arizona here, but he gave up. You know, Eli Drinkwitz, and anyway, Ryan Day is sitting there listening to him say all this, and I'm, I, he had a curious look on his face, but it was almost like that's where it really hit him. Now's the time. Mm. But he was already lining up stuff. Uh, he had already spoken, the way I understood it, with uh, Chip Kelly about making that move even in December, mm. then went with Bill O'Brien, and uh, and we, we sit here now. But there comes a time when you got to, you know, instead of steering the ship, you got to let somebody else steer it while you call the shots. 
Tim, you're around these guys a lot. Is there ever any egos when you hire former head coaches to your staff? We had Shiano, we had Kevin Wilson, and now you bring in a guy that you pretty much, like you mentioned, know very well because they've coached together. But what are your thoughts on having a former head coach on your staff? I think it's great uh, as long as you as long as you've been able to like uh, vet him enough. I mean, Ryan's known uh, Chip Kelly since he was like what seventeen years old, so he knows the guy. They spent right. summer weeks in the summers the last many years together. Matter of fact, they were together when they both learned out learned the hard way two years ago that uh, UCLA and USC were joining the Big Ten. So uh, huh. uh, it's. You know, it's got to be the right kind of guys, but you don't want to hire somebody who doesn't have an ego. I mean, that's, okay. the, that's the wrong guy you want. You know, you don't want somebody who's basically just happy, you know, following everybody else's lead. You want somebody who's going, going to contribute, but then you have to have the, the you know, everybody's got a little bit of vanity when you get into coaching yeah. on the big time level, but you got to have a little bit of a humbleness, humility that you may put something forth, but. What does everybody else think about it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think they've got that. But Chip Kelly's used to calling his own shots. So, you know, that's an interesting question to pose right now because he hadn't been somebody's coordinator for a long time. You know, the other side of that question would have been then, knowing each other so well, why wasn't Chip Kelly the first choice rather than Bill O'Brien? I don't know. I mean, bottom line is Chip Kelly might not have been willing or mm-hmm. ready to pull the trigger. Okay. Uh, back when I understood, I mean, they talk all the time. They wasn't just they talked in December, uh, but uh, he may not have known exactly where he wanted to go, and or because we haven't got to talk to uh, Chip Kelly yet. Okay. Since you got, matter of fact, I haven't because I haven't been in town. But uh, uh, he may not have been. He may have been. If the initial thing was he was looking for a job in the National Football League. Obviously, he interviewed for a couple of offensive coordinator jobs before uh, taking this one. So, who knows? It doesn't matter now. You know, Mm -hmm. Tim Trussell wasn't necessarily the first choice for Ohio State head coach way back when. But uh, when Mike Bellotti turned it down, he ended up being the head coach. Tim, the offseason is full of new faces, not only with the coaching staff, but with players coming over via the transfer portal. Will Howard, Quinshawn Judkins, Seth McLaughlin, uh, Caleb Downs, and we'll throw in Julian Sand, the quarterback uh, transferring in from Alabama as a recruit. My question to you, which of those players is an immediate plug-and-play impact player for the Ohio State Buckeyes in 2024? Is it Will Howard because he's the quarterback, or is somebody else more important? My answer to you is uh, Caleb Downs and Will Howard. Because you got to figure Caleb, Will Howard's probably going to be first in line uh, because he's played for, started for two years. He's won a Big 12 championship, been part of doing that. Uh, he's what Ryan Day wanted to get back to in his offense, or actually get to in his offense, uh, was a quarterback who not only can run, but is willing to run. And because uh, that adds so much, and you know, Chip Kelly, that's. That's at the base of all of his offenses all through the years when he was in Oregon. Uh, even before that, when he was in New Hampshire with uh, Ryan Day, Ryan Day ran quite a bit. So uh, they want that threat that really hadn't been there in the regular season for for uh, three years since Justin Fields last year. But then Caleb Downs is probably the best safety in the country. <laughs> so 
he's got to plug and he's got to play. Uh, think about it, man. In the uh, in January or December, or January, they picked up the number one player in the 2024 recruiting cycle, which is Jeremiah Smith, the wide receiver from Florida, and they picked up the number one player transfer in the transfer portal, uh, Caleb Downs. That's a pretty good month. That's not a bad month at all. And they needed that, though, Tim, coming off uh, back-to-back losses for the second straight year, not making the playoff, watching Michigan win the national championship. How much did that force the hand of Ryan Day, uh, Gene Smith, or even the the new incoming uh, AD, Ross Bjork, to be so proactive this offseason? Well, one of the things that's happened in the last uh, eight, ten months is the maturity of Ohio State's uh, two major collectives. They've become major players. And uh, I'm waiting until he gets through the tunnel. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, it's just part a, of this. A, yeah. You still there? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You're always trying to improve your football team from one year to the next. Brian Day saw some shortcomings, just like anybody else did. My opinion, the Seth McLaughlin pickup is as big as almost any of them because he's going to give you a guy that can play in the middle of there, either guard or center. Yeah, he had some bad snaps in the uh, in the Rose Bowl, that's for sure. But he started for Alabama for two seasons. He must be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And uh, But they got to get the offensive line. To me, that's job one. Again, this spring, just like it was a year ago, that the offensive line has really got to come to fruition here in the next, uh, what, six months seven months to really make them the kind of team you think they could be. Who's the left tackle on this football team, or is that still uh, up for grabs? I wasn't a big uh, Simmons fan from last year. I I think there was a reason he was at San Diego State uh, and nowhere else when he transferred, and the Buckeyes just had a huge hole. Is he the the starting left tackle, or is that up for grabs? Oh, yeah. I mean, you saw him him, uh, come on as the year went on, in my opinion. Yeah, he had a couple times when guys went around him, uh, but that happened in the Super Bowl the other night too, you know. But uh, I would think he's number one at that left tackle spot. Uh, Josh Fryer, you know, you never know. They they, they want to put their best five out there. You've heard that before, but that's clearly what they want to do. Uh, Josh Fryer could slide down to guard. Matt Jones is really the only guy gone, and uh, so you know they could they could do something like that. Seth McLaughlin could play maybe any of the five spots. But they they like him best on the inside there, one of the three guard spots. Donovan Jackson coming back is big, and uh, you know they've got some guys on the on the rise, in my opinion, who had pretty good springs last year, but then kind of like lost a little bit maybe of the drive after they were beaten out. But Tegra Shabola, he clearly looks the part. He's about six foot six, about three twenty, uh, is a guy that I've got my eye on in the spring. Could really make a move. Uh, just yeah, I think they've got the pieces. Ryan, they think they've got the pieces to win a national championship on the offensive line. We'll see. But I, that to me is job one because you've got a guy quarterback who's won a conference championship, and then you got two of the more sought after quarterbacks in the country. Three really when you throw Devin Brown in there, uh, but Aaron Nolan and Julian Sayan, and then uh, and of course uh, Lincoln Tinos who. Had to go in that bowl game, unfortunately, and get tattooed. Uh, But uh, the offensive line is job one once again.
Tim, last thing, and we'll let you go. We appreciate the time. Tim May joining us here on the Kenny and JT Show. The Jim Harbaugh move to the National Football League. He takes his defensive coordinator with him. Sharon Moore now is the head coach at Michigan. How big of a blow is it to a program uh, that reached the ultimate, winning the national championship this past year? Yeah, you had to figure he's taking Jesse Minter with him because Jesse Minter was uh, owned loan from his brother, you know, so to speak. <laughs> so, uh, 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 yeah, clearly Michigan, I think Sharon Moore – really stepped up in some tough times last year, but that was of their own making, you know, with Jim Harbaugh. We've been through that a million times, right? Road sign ahead. Uh, but yep. the bottom line is uh, uh, it's you can't look at Michigan and not see them in a rebuilding situation with a new quarterback uh, and the guys they lost on the offensive line and, and even on defense. When I look at the Big Ten right now today, I call it the oops. The oops is you got Oregon, you got Ohio State, and you got Penn State at the top. And, uh, you know, Penn State and Ohio State, excuse me, Oregon and Ohio State will probably be considered the top two in no particular order. Probably Ohio State will the way. Ohio State didn't go wholesale into the into the uh, transfer portal. It got key pieces in the transfer portal. And then the, over the last two years now, they picked up three guys from Ole Miss and three guys from Alabama. Those are six six fellows from the Southeastern Conference and from reputable programs. That's got to help you in some form or fashion. But but Quishon Judkins, you know, teamed it up with Travion Anderson, then you throw Dallin Aiden in in that group, right? It's running backs. And uh, you look at what Caleb Downs is going to bring. And then you got uh, last year, uh, Davis and Nick Benoson was right out of the gate, was a a starting quarterback. Tawan Malone is the guy they really liked as the year went on. At defensive tackle, he's dedicated to football totally now, and they think they're going to get a. They're expecting a pretty good spring out of him. So, you know, they they've really helped themselves in the portal. Tim, we always appreciate the time you make for us, even on vacation, driving through the Grand Canyon. Enjoy your trip. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again down the road. Hey, uh, road work ahead. It is always a pleasure to talk with you, fellas. Thanks so much, Tim. Be safe. Have fun. There he is. Okay, I wrote it down. Let's see. I had a road warrior, a road sign ahead, and a road work ahead uh, from uh, Tim May today here. Uh, joining us, driving through the Grand Canyon, uh, talking Ohio State football with us. And, again, you can follow Tim uh, on Twitter at Tim underscore May Sports and read his stuff regularly uh, at LettermanRow.com. Mm-hmm. What if that means uh, he went to the Super Bowl? Oh, Didn't that, I mean, I, I yeah. assume he did, but, I don't. you know, with those prices, who knows? Yeah, well, that great point. Yeah, those ticket prices were ridiculous. It is. You know, in about an hour from now, when we sprinkle the infield, excuse me, I, I came up with a list of some of the concessions.